0: Welcome to the way the world works, where the trusted team behind the Tuttle Twins books tackles current events, hot topics, and fun ideas to help your family find clarity in a world full of confusion. Hey, Brittany. Hi, Connor.
1: You know, we just recently went through what should have been this this annual big season of Girl Scouts flooding social media and texts from neighbors and out in front of stores selling Girl Scout cookies, but you know, it would have been that way if if I would say if COVID hadn't ruined everything, but really it's the government's response right to COVID, as we discussed in a previous episode, that is ruining all these things. This is the time of year that should be turning me into a cookie junkie, and I buy way too many, and they're, they're so delicious.
0: Me too, and I usually drive around get, like, looking for the Girl Scouts, right? Just I need to see those green vests selling colorful boxes of delicious processed sugar. Look forward to it every year, um, and I think... <laughs> I think last year I ate like, oh, we don't need to go into that. It was like six boxes of Thin Mints. But, but <laughs> after scarfing down my first box of the year, you know, that euphoria of the cookie hunt kind of dies down. And then it dawns on me that these outrageously expensive cookies, because I think they're up to like almost $5 a box now, uh, you know, really aren't that good. Like, you know, I could make my own cookies that are way better, but every single year I get excited to go out of my way, to, you know, go buy as many boxes as I can carry. And I don't drive. So I'm literally walking around Arlington just with like a stack of cookies.
1: This is what I find interesting about the phenomenon because, you know, people, as you point out, like come to that realization of like, wait, how much am I spending (laughs) just on cookies that aren't that great? Or because I think like the the Keebler company, they make thin mints that you can get at any time. And uh, I know a lot of people who love the the cookies or they kind of get swept up into buying them even though they've got problems with the Girl Scout yeah, organization. Yeah. They have some disagreements with kind of what they're doing and now they're all woke. And I mean, I remember in particular when Amy Coney Barrett got onto the Supreme Court, uh, the Girl Scouts uh, Twitter page, they posted this image of all the, the female, you know, Supreme Court justices. And, and it was very much this like girl empowerment. Look what you can become, right? And they, they said... Th- didn't even say something nice they just kind of basically said congratulations to this this woman this girl and all these people attacked the girl scouts all these like woke leftist feminist people how dare you say something nice about amy coney and so they they were pressured and they caved to the pressure. They took the, the tweet down, just this simple, so you know, congratulation post. Anyway, so so people have, you know, like, uh, especially conservatives and others, you know, feel like the Girl Scouts have become very kind of leftist and whatnot. So so there's people, even that have these organizational, you know, disagreements with the Girl Scouts, and yet they're still buying these cookies because they want to support this little girl raising money, and she's cute, and in her little green vest, as you say. And yeah, they have this, like this notion that the the cookies are good because it's been a year since they last had them and had that epiphany that you t- oh these are mediocre but then a year later like oh yeah no i like those right and so they've got this like genius marketing strategy and and they empower these girls to be entrepreneurs they've they've turned these we'll we'll say mediocre line <laughs> of cookies into this like crazy successful all-around experience for people to buy. It's really interesting.
0: Well, what's interesting, I like that you brought up that Keebler's has the grasshopper mint and, you know, fudge cookies because they're actually made in Little Brown. It's called the Little Brown Bakers or Little Brownie Bakers Company, which is the same company that makes Girl Scout cookies. So, yeah, oh, wow. so you'll get Thin mints for 5 bucks, but you can get the Keebler Grasshoppers for $2.69 at least when I last looked it up. So, but yet like you said people are willing to not only pay more but to travel further for the Girl Scout cookies, and that is where I think the beauty of the marketing strategy is, right? Cuz that's an important thing about entrepreneurship we've talked about this is not just the product, it's it's how you're marketing it.
1: And they're actually, as part of that marketing effort, they're using something very important, uh, kind of an economic principle that motivates uh, people to behave differently. And, and that's called uh, scarcity, right? And so the the decision that they uh, make to, and, and, and this is actually artificial yeah. <laughs> scarcity. In other words, they could sell these cookies year round. It's not actual scarcity. Like like, you know, during wartime, we talked on a previous episode how the government would hoard metal and it's hard for, you know, Lego, co- other toy companies to, you know, have metal toys because there was scarcity of metal. There was only so much available and it was needed for other things. Um, and so those are kind of natural or regular scarcity. Artificial scarcity is when a company like, like this can produce the the cookies year round and yet they decide as part of a marketing strategy that they're only going to sell it a few months of the year, only at certain locations, and it changes people's behavior, right? They'll go to great lengths to get these cookies. They'll buy way more than they ever would have bought normally before. And, and so this is called scarcity marketing. This is a, a strategy that you can use to uh you know sell more of your item and it's what the girl scouts are using well that's
0: the thing like if i'm craving oreos which happens from time to time i know that at any given time i can go to the grocery store and find them Uh, maybe not during the pre-days of covid when everything was sold out but but since these cookies are so widely available like i never worry about stocking up right i can grab one pack and that's it because if i want to buy another pack for any reason i know finding it's not going to be a problem they're always there
1: yeah, but so and that, that's a great point because with Girl Scout cookies, they're not always going to be there, and so uh, people are going to buy. weight, like they're going to go out of their effort, as you say, drive in the neighborhood, like looking for these girls, uh, texting friends, "Hey, is like your daughter selling?" <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah,
1: yeah, and 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 they're actually like proactively searching these things out. Um, you know that they, they even, I think, sometimes uh, people will use an app on the phone that can say, "Here's where Girl Scouts yeah. are selling." Right, you can find locations like no one does this for other cookies um, and yet because of scarcity uh you know people are, are are proactively searching for them they're not just buying one box they're you know buying more they're freezing them for later <laughs> <I did. laughs> they're, they're, yeah or they're they're just binging and eating through all the I boxes <laughs> <laughs> and and uh you know I, this is just very interesting to me because uh it, it shows that uh, if you want to be an entrepreneur and, and, and that it's critical to understand economics, economics is not just boring charts and graphs and math and anything like that. Real economics is about human behavior. And uh, if I'm being honest and, and kind of transparent, you know, I use this with the Tuttle Twins too, right? It's like, Hey, here's this sale. It only lasts, you know, through Saturday, this coupon code. Well, if I wanted to, I could keep the coupon going like forever. But I don't want to because, you know, it's going to motivate people to buy. They know that if they don't buy now, they're not going to get as big a, a discount later. And so it moves people to, to action when otherwise they might think, oh, well, the teletrans books, you know, they're always doing that sale. I'll get to it at some point. But it, it kind of it, it shakes people a little bit like, hey, you know, take attention or pay attention, take action. Um, and, and so that's why artificial scarcity can motivate behavior because people respond differently to it. It kind of wakes them up in their brain. a little. Yeah.
0: And I call this, oh, I don't call it, I didn't make it, but what is it? FOMO, fear of missing out, right? Like, cause you get that thing of like, all right, I have to do this now. I have to purchase more of this product because it's going to go away. And so the power of FOMO marketing, like it's just incredible. But, but the cool thing to realize is none of this is done by force, right? This is entirely a willing decision. If I want to spend half my paycheck on girl scout cookies i'm gonna do it <laughs> so i i've always thought that was interesting
1: you know sometimes i've wondered why girl scouts haven't moved more towards like a digital model right they can sell them online or through their app more people could easily purchase the product uh the, the product the cookies but this kind of like misses the point that we're talking about here right the fact that you can only buy uh from the actual girl scouts makes people want them more like you like I've told my kids, like guys, you are at the age where people will buy anything yeah. from you. You need to take advantage of that. Your right? kids, like,
0: like-
1: <laughs> totally. and And so, you know these these tiny little capitalists walking around the neighborhood, right? They're tricking people into craving something more. they They have scarcity on their side. Hey, you know this this sale only lasts or this you know you can only buy them for another you know few weeks or something like that. Um, it, it, it's, it's good strategy. On yeah. That
0: and there's one more aspect that I really love about cookie season. And that is the girl scout cookie experience is witnessing, you know, the rise of budding entrepreneurs, especially like you said, you know, little entrepreneurs. So few children or even adults for that matter, understand the struggle of face-to-face sale pitches that, that doesn't really happen in the yeah. digital age anymore. I mean, maybe over the phone still, but I do you remember like vacuum salesmen, like, like people used to come to okay. your door and sell you something. So pitching a product, even when you strongly believe in it, is not easy. And it takes a fair amount of courage and salesmanship and resi- resilience because mm-hmm. you're going to get doors slammed on your face. I used to knock on doors and try to sell political candidates, you know, working for political candidates. And I have had the door slammed in my face many times. But without mm-hmm. the ability to make a solid and convincing elevator pitch, and an elevator pitch is where you have like 30-second justification for why you're selling and or what you're selling and why it's so great. So No entrepreneur can really achieve success unless you've mastered that. And luckily for the Girl Scouts, this is something these young entrepreneurs in training have have mastered because they have to do it every season.
1: I I think that's very clever, too. It it does definitely instill some of the skills. um, And and maybe if we're being honest, right, like the girls aren't having to sell that hard because, as we said, people like you are driving (laughs) the neighborhoods looking for them. It's not a hard sell, you know, but but uh, the more uh, ambitious ones are still going door to door. They are just kind of saying, hey, you know, are you interested? Um, even if, you know, their parents are helping them and people are hunting them down. And, you know, even though the product is so famous at this point that it can basically sell itself if it wanted to, like this face-to-face interaction and instilling entrepreneurship um, is, is, is essential. It's super powerful and, and it's good to see that that's still happening. You know that these girls i mean they can even learn about competition right other girls are trying to sell to the same audience and and there's just a lot of opportunities here for them to practice entrepreneurship learn economics what i like about this too is is again economics is just human interaction in in something as simple as buying girl scout cookies we can understand teach our kids right we can talk about these ideas as a family and understand the economics of something as silly as girl scout cookies because there are these principles that are, that are you know, being applied. And for those of us who want to be entrepreneurial, we can observe you know, what those principles are and we can figure out, oh, how do I apply that over here? I mean, when I first learned about scarcity marketing, it was very powerful. I was seeing all these examples of what other companies had done in order to motivate people to purchase. These are people who wanted to purchase. They liked their product. They were their target market. They knew that the, these customers would benefit in and whatever it is, right? Vacuums, as you say, cars, whatever. And 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 but the problem is people are, you know, lazy, they're busy, they're they're distracted easily, they're being bombarded with advertisements and and whatever from all kinds of people. So there's kind of a an overflow of information. And so how do you get your ideal customer who you know will buy and <clears throat> excuse me, will buy and love your product? How do you get that customer to, to kind of, you know, get off the couch and take action? Well, scarcity mar- marketing is one way to do it. These economic ideas can definitely be applied. Um, and so it's something as, as simple as Girl Scout cookies. We can still learn these economic ideas. We can learn how to be better entrepreneurs. Uh, great topic as always, Brittany. Thanks for chatting. And until next time, we'll talk to you later.
0: Talk to you later. You've been listening to The Way the World Works. Make sure your family is subscribed and check out
1: TuttleTwins.com for more awesome content.